Hi, this is Carolina. This is Nicole. Join the conversation as we discuss life, love, health, and all the cheese in between. Hey, welcome everyone. Welcome back, people. Hello. It is March. Is in March is a special month because we're celebrating Women History Month and Nicole's birthday. Oh yes, it's coming around. It's coming around. Yay. And this month in different accents, we will be celebrating women. And each week we're going to feature an extraordinary woman. In this episode, we have Faith, who is in RN and MSN, who has over 20 years in the field experience. So welcome, Faith. Welcome, Faith. Hi, everybody. Thank you for being with us tonight. Yes, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. So RN, that's a, that's a big job, especially this past year with the pandemic and everything. How's it been for you? Um, it's been a little hectic trying to protect. Everybody is trying to protect themselves so they don't get infected with the virus. But from the looks of it, um, everybody is going to get infected if you are treating patients who come in positive for COVID. Yes, of course. Oh, wow. Um, and, and before we get into, you know, in the depth of all that, uh, can you give us, you know, your story and, um, you know, a little bit about yourself and how you how you became a, a nurse? Okay, so I um, am from um, South Chicago. Um, I grew up on 94th and Commercial. Um, I lived with my grandmother because my mom died when I was a baby. So my grandmother raised my sister and I. I had my first child when I was 16 years old. Oh, I wow. had my second child when I was 18 years old, but I still um, ended up going to college on time. Oh, good. Nice. nice. Um, I graduated um, as a respiratory therapist in 1995. I started working in the hospital in 1994 um, as a student. Um, they chose two of us from the class to work in the hospital and I was one of the chosen ones. So I started um, working as a respiratory therapist um, in 1994. And after graduating from respiratory school in 1995, I went to paramedic school and um, I graduated from there in 1998. So I was um, working as a paramedic and I was working as a respiratory therapist. Um, I was doing both jobs on different days. Then I decided um, to go back to school to be a nurse. Um, I ended up getting married in 1990, 1999. Okay. Um, and I had um, two more children. So <laughs> I ended up with my two girls who are, Jasmine's now 31, and she is a nurse practitioner. I know. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. And um, Britt, who is. 28 and she's in nursing school and then I have Mateo he is 21 and um, I have Dee who is 13 years old so I have four kids and I have four dogs and they are joining us in this podcast <laughs> hey, hey it's a family affair so what kind of dogs um, they are Yorkie poodles um, with their mom and she has her three babies here they are nine months old well, they are going to be nine months old. Oh, um, so cute. Yeah, I was supposed <laughs> to sell them, but I couldn't do it. 
I guess I'm a dog hoarder. So during all this, I mean, you, you, you're, you know, you were really young to, uh, uh, start motherhood. Right. And so you decided, okay. I mean, what were your thoughts? Like, what was your, what was your mentality then? I mean, so young. So I always knew I was going to go into the medical field since I was little. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to be a physician and, um, I had jazz as a teenager and she was born pretty sick. She had, um, she was born asthmatic and she was sick since she was a baby. So I decided that I didn't have the time to dedicate myself to school like I needed to because I had a baby and I needed to take care of her. So I went into respiratory school so that I would be able to treat her asthma without panicking Yeah, um, as a young mom. Um, so that's how I ended up um, going to respiratory school. And Jazz and Britt were little. Um, I believe that Jazz was about five years old, maybe. Um, yeah, Jazz was um, five years old and um, Britt was three. So um, I went and I um, I did respiratory, the respiratory school. And then I went back to nursing, to school for nursing. Um, I can't remember when I started. Um, I graduated with my associates in, I think, 2001. Mm-hmm. 2001, I think I went back. Um, and then I got my bachelor's in maybe 2000. And I can't remember. Oh, my God, it's terrible. Um, <laughs> so you got it. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> That's what matters. <laughs> yeah. And um, and then I graduated with my master's. Um, I went back, finally went back to school years later, and I got my master's in um, 2020. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. February, I was, yeah, February of 2020, I got my master's in nursing. Uh-huh. And I'm currently back in school for my second master's. That nice. is awesome. And what is the second master's? Um, it's um, for my family nurse practitioner so that um, my daughter and I can open our own business. There we go. Wow. There Congratulations. We go, Yay. Congratulations. Yeah. We Super will, excited we will, for you. Yeah. We will have our med spa. Um, we will be doing um, IV hydration therapy for people who, you know, have a hangover and need to be bolus with IV fluid. Mm. Um, we will be doing Botox so that we can keep everybody beautiful looking. Yes. I think I, I already have, look, that's, you already got a customer, uh, a patient for that one. <laughs> Hangovers, <laughs> yeah, Botox. <laughs> yeah, we will be Put doing us in the VIP section. <laughs> <laughs> so we will open up a spa, a, a spa here in Indiana. That's well, awesome. Congratulations. Looking forward to it. Good stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you decide to go back. It sounds so simple, right? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I had kids and then I decided to do this. And then as they got older, I decided to go back. I couldn't imagine it being that easy. No, it wasn't easy at all. I mean, I was back in school. I was a young mom. Um, I went to college when I was supposed to, mm-hmm. even though I was a young mom. Yes. Um, it was very hard that I can say it was very, very hard. Um, I couldn't have done it without my grandmother. He um, watched my kids for me all the time, and all she ever did was encourage me. I moved out on my own when I was 17 years old, and um, I was working to pay my rent and going to school. So um, I had I had a 
huge struggle. It yes. Was, it was a big struggle. I didn't have a car. I used to come home with my kids um, and cook dinner for them at like eight o'clock at night and then, yeah. you know, get them ready um, for school so that they can do it all again the next day. Yes. So it was hard. It was hard. Then I ended up um, meeting my husband mm -hmm. and um, we got married and I still was in school. I was always in school and working. Um, and um, it was hard trying to be a wife, um, <laughs> make more babies, go, go to school. So looking back, would you say I it was worth it? I would do it all over again. Yes, I would do everything all over again, just the way I did it. I wouldn't change having my babies. I know uh -huh. that pregnancy is not something um, that you should encourage anybody to do, but I have my kids, and if I changed anything, then I wouldn't have the kids that I have. You changed know? my life. Um, I wouldn't change any of my hardships. I wouldn't change my marriage. Um, I wouldn't change, you know, the trouble I had with my marriage and how it ended up. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I wouldn't change it for anything because I am who I am today because of, you know, everything that I worked so hard to achieve. And it definitely makes you stronger. It does. You know, mm -hmm. women, I mean, you know, there's always, you could always rise above it. Right. So what would be your advice to the now generation or even, even, even adults? Cause not, not everybody, uh, may have, Uh, that grandmother to help out or even as support system. So the advice I would give is <clears throat> if you're a teenager and you know, you're having sex, get on birth control. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. not aware at all. And probably schools do not advertise this. Right. So they, how will they know? Right. And but, so then it's they need hard to talk about it yes. in the inner city areas because in the any inner city areas is, Um, where these kids are, um, they are getting pregnant. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they need to, um, the schools, I believe, need to pass out condoms so that they can ensure that um, they're protected. Because, I mean, pregnancy is not the only thing that's happening. I mean, yeah. AIDS is happening. It's Oh, it's just something. so much to think about. You know, there's just so much to it. How, how has, or how has it been for you um working during the pandemic and being in the midst of everything so working during the pandemic um we had to i was um i'm a director of a prep and recovery area mm -hmm. for procedures and the um the cdc and the illinois department of public health shut us down so there were not any elective procedures that could be done Um, when the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. So that was hard financially on the hospitals. Um, it was better for us because then we were able to keep our PEE, PPE. And, you know, nobody knew how to deal with this virus. Um, I developed many workflows for the University of Illinois for the procedure areas. Uh -huh. um, I worked with um, one of the doctors there um, and we developed workflows to work around um, the pandemic so that we can finally start seeing patients wow. and um, we developed ways um, to have the patients tested. They were tested off site mm -hmm. um, to see if they had COVID. Um, and that's when procedures were finally being allowed to be done again. So um, I developed wow. um, entire workflows. Um, I helped 
other departments develop their workflows in the radiology and diagnostic areas. Mm -hmm. And um, then um, my unit was the um, COVID um, testing area for the entire department of radiology and diagnostics. Wow. Um, and those patients who did not go for their testing three days prior would come in, get a test. Um, we used two rooms and they would um, go into those rooms and we would have, you know, whoever was testing them put on full PPE. Yeah. They would have on an N95. Um, cool. They would have on a face mask and um, a gown. They would test the patient and then they would hand that sample off to um, a person to run the test and that person was in full PPE. We would only assign two patient, two people to do this. Wow. wow. Two nurses to conserve PPE. Oh, okay. wow, Faith. So, so you, you have, yeah. you're a superwoman. Yeah. I mean, kudos like, to you. I mean, we need more people like you. You are the true definition of a superwoman who has, <laughs> you know, put herself through school, has an amazing job. Now it's... Uh, you know, creating workflow workflows for the hospital to deal with the pandemic and you're running the show. I mean, thank you for everything that you've yes. done. All those sacrifices and, that you and yes. all these other nurses make, especially during the pandemic. We need more faiths. So I have one more question, Faith, for you. You know, you mentioned that your grandma, you know, ha- made a big impact on your life. You know, she raised you, she guided you, she was your support. So Anybody else other than your grandma, like, have, did you have any mentors as you were going through, you know, your pregnancies and then school and then marriage and, and going back to school for your <laughs> master's, even as you were working, you know, at, in, in your career at the hospitals, have you had anybody else that has made an impact on you? Or have you had any other mentors? So my grandmother was my biggest mentor, mm-hmm. um, she told me um, that pregnancy um, was not the end of me, um, that I still had to um, fulfill my dreams um, and go to school. Mm-hmm. And um, she said that she wanted to be there um, when I finished school. So my grandmother is 94 years old right now. <laughs> nice. Yes. And um, she's you go, very grandma. proud. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she, I mean, she raised my sister and I, and we are both directors. She had her daughter, um, Liz, who was my aunt, who was our age. Also, Lizzie was two years older than us. <laughs> Lizzie's a detective, um, and she has a master's. That's awesome. So, I mean, we were, she, we were the three youngest that she raised because she had 10 children. And she, all she did was talk to us about school. And you know what, yeah. Faith? You know, we grew up in the same neighborhood and just growing up in a neighborhood was not easy. No, and it, no, it wasn't because we hung around. I mean, I hung around with gangbangers, you know, um, I, that's what I was around. And, um, but I had to raise my kids. So, I mean, that's mm-hmm. my daughter, I believe is what got me off the street. Yeah. yeah. Um, she saved me. So you asked about other mentors. It was really my grandmother. She has always been, um, my hero and, um, I have always finished for her um, and my children, my children, they were my kids, but I did everything that I, that I did for them, you, you know, that, so that I could be their example to motivate 
And you've done an excellent job, girl. Yes. And your grandma has done also an excellent job yes. with you and your Extraordinary sister. women all around. Yes. Look at that. All generations. So, you know, they said um, women and the power of the pack, right? Like <laughs> you're just as strong as your pack. So uh, how do you feel about that phrase? I, I believe it's the truth because in, to me in life, there are sheep and there are wolves. Right. And my grandmother raised wolves. She raised wolves. She raised us to be able to take care of ourselves, to never depend on anybody else. Our husbands are would be our partners, but they are not better than us. You are a team. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, you you are a team, but you know, like all teams can break up, and you should be able to support yourself. So, I mean, I have always been able to support myself. And I've been doing it since I was 17 years old. Amazing. So, and then, so are you, you're doing the same, I'm assuming, with your kids. Are you also, you mentoring your family members, your, your daughters? Um, I think you have sons as well. But are you also going outside the family and also mentoring others? Um, whenever I can. I mean, I have a large family. <laughs> um, I, I mentor my daughters you know, to be strong, um, never to depend on somebody. And my son who is 21, you know, he tells me that, um, he sees that women who are sheeps are so aggravating to him because his mother's a wolf (laughs) and his sisters are wolves. And he just can't take it when he sees a woman being bossed around and acting like a sheep. Yeah. You know, he, he said it just it aggravates him and he just gets so aggravated because he feels like they should stand up. Nice. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's not easy. You know, not everybody, you know, has that that skin to do that. And, and that's why mentoring and being there and supporting other women uh, ladies is so important to be, you know, someone's inspiration to, you know. Mm-hmm. I was reading something and it says, oh, um. Families are not raising their daughters to be just like boys. He said, but nobody's raising boys to be just like women. It's like we, they need to be more like us, right? Well, they need like to- we're fighters, right. we're warriors, but then we also motherly, we can, and if they can focus on those um, qualities Quality. of women, mm. yeah, the qualities that we have, like if we raise our children to be more like women, maybe we'll have a better world. In you know, being in the midst of COVID and, and everything, um, what did you experience in the hospitals and then with your patients? You know, not everything was uh, a happy case, right? Not everybody walked away from that. Like, how was that for you? So um, that is a, um, there were um, patients. So since I'm in a prep and recovery area, um, we, anybody who, had COVID, who was positive for COVID, um, would get their case canceled unless it had to be done. So if there was a stroke patient who came in and they are positive, you you had no choice but to um, do their procedure mm. because they're positive. You know, you are the only one who is who is there. Your doctor is the only one who is there who's going to save that patient's life and through a, do a thrombectomy. Yeah. Without that thrombectomy, that, that clot is going to stay there and the patient's not going to oxygenate their brain oh. and they're going to die. Yeah. So um, the procedure had to be done. Now, when it was elective cases, 
those cases were normally canceled. But if it was thrombectomies or if it was um, um, a patient who um, was positive for COVID and they had to have um, a peripheral vascular procedure done because mm -hmm. um, they were bleeding or um, they had like a GI bleed or something, you just had to, you know, we developed an entire process also um, for our interventional radiology um, team. Mm -hmm. And um, we did role playing so that they knew how to care for COVID patients. And mm -hmm. we did that role playing. And that same day we had a positive patient and we just knew it was going to happen. And they learned to take care of positive patients. We learned to limit people from going into the rooms unnecessarily. And um, we had to, um, order like guards so that you would have a clear guard between you and the patient when the patient was being intubated because when a patient is being intubated there are aerosolized um, um, particles around and there is no way you cannot breathe that if you are not wearing an N95 mm -hmm. so we developed all these processes and um, we had to take care of those patients and we would send the patients back up, you know, to um, ICU or wherever they had to go. And some of them had poor outcomes. Some of them had positive outcomes. But COVID is really, really, um, it's a virus that nobody knows anything about. Yeah. It's the first time that this is happening and we're learning a lot from it. From it, And um, it affects everybody differently. Mm -hmm. um, I went to work for an entire year not knowing when I was going to catch the virus, but I just knew that it's going to happen. Right. And my nurses were all catching the virus and some of them were becoming very, very ill. Oh. Um, we had nurses at the hospital who did die. Oh COVID. my goodness. Wow. Um, yeah. You know, wow. on them. Wow. You mentioned something, Faith, you said um, with COVID, you said there's no way that you're not going to breathe it, right? If you have the N90 mask. So, so what's your opinion about the mask now that it, we all wear it? So the N95, so right now everybody's wearing surgical masks. Um, the surgical mask is to protect other people from you. And then them wearing it is protecting you from them. Right. The N95 mask um, is protecting them from you and you from them because you're not, you're not um, breathing out that particulate and you're not breathing it back in. Mm -hmm. So, um, my nurses did end up getting COVID, mm -hmm. um, even some of them who wore N95s. But you have to remember that they took off their masks in the yeah. break room to eat. So, oh, yeah. you know, they took off their, their masks in the break room and they would eat. And um, that's how I think I ended up catching COVID. I was, um, I was in the break room um, taking off my mask and I ended up catching COVID. Wow. Um, February... Um, February 9th, I started having symptoms. Mm. Um, and as you know, COVID is, it wasn't regular symptoms like a sore throat and a cough. I felt like my, my spine was like crushed glass. Wow. Uh, that's unusual. Yes. Wow. And um, so I thought I had a backache mm -hmm. and I went to the doctor telling him I had a backache and we never thought it was COVID and it progressed. Um, it progressed and um, I got sicker and um, my daughter came and she started trying to take care of me because I was sick oh. and um, 
then she then she got sick. Oh. So she got fever, but I didn't get fever. I was just having body aches, and I thought it was because of my back. So she tested herself, and um, she was positive. So then I, I um, started taking care of her. She ended up in the hospital for five days. And then the day I took her to the hospital, the next day, I started developing, like, all the symptoms where I thought I felt like I was going to faint. Wow. Um, you know, Everybody's um, totally different. Everybody's Jeez. different everybody's different. And, um, so then I went to get tested the next day and I was positive. And then my other daughter went to get tested and she was positive. And my son, um, he, he, um, didn't have any symptoms, but Hugo took him to the doctor to be tested and he was positive and he did not display one symptom the entire time. He didn't lose his taste, smell, nothing. Wow. Wow. Um, so, you know, we were just all positive. Britt's kids were positive. Maddie was not positive. Um, my granddaughter, Maddie, mm-hmm. um, she did not test positive. And then, you know, her dad was taking care of her because Jazz was in the hospital for five days. And um, he got COVID and he gave it to his mother who came in from yeah. North Carolina. And, and there there wow. goes the cycle, right? Yeah. Yes. One, you know. Chain reaction. Once, yeah, yeah, the chain reaction. You know, one, you get it. And then, I mean, you don't know. So here you are spreading it around. around. Um, So, which is quite strange because now I'm hearing um, one of my other nurses, she tested positive and she said that she thought her spine was broke. Wow. Wow. And she said she was going to go to the emergency room because she really thought that she broke her spine. So that might be a new symptom then. Oh, boy. And then my cousins tested positive and her and her daughter, who's five, and they had the spine, the, the, the back issues too. And, and that's what I think we had was mm-hmm. this news. It was just different. Wow. So they can still uh, test when they test you for COVID-19, it'll, you don't need a special test, right? For the new strain. If you, you'll be positive. No. Okay. That's good. You're just positive. They don't know what strain you have. You're just positive or negative. In order for them to find out the strain, they'd have to do blood work and they'd have to um, examine um, the virus Mm. under a microscope. So, yeah, they don't know. Yeah. So, Faith, we have a few questions for you. Mm. Let's start with, um, so among family or friends, what are you known for? What am I known for? I think I'm known for... um, um, that I work in the medical field and everybody's always asking me medical questions. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Faith. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. yeah. <laughs> you know, with everything going on and just being able to, to have a moment to yourself, right? Mm-hmm. What, when is it that you truly feel alive? When do I truly feel alive? Yes. I truly feel alive when I'm taking care of patients. Really? Yes. Nice. Okay. I thought you were going to say it's like, you know, something just totally different, but that's awesome. I feel, I, I feel truly alive when we all go out. Yeah. <laughs> See, and girl time. Dance, when we're dancing to some Chicago house music. Yes. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so here's the next one. What do you wish you could tell yourself 10 years ago? Um, what do I wish I to start school? Um, to start my master's sooner because I think I should have started my master's as soon as I received my bachelor's. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't, and I waited to start my master's so 
late, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it took two years out of my life. Um, and it was, <laughs> it's hard <laughs> to uh, make yeah. your brain work the same like it used to when you're younger, 10 or 15 yes, years ago. I know. And now with COVID, I have this like brain fog. <laughs> I can sit there staring at an assignment for six hours. <laughs> Damn COVID. Yes. But you know what? But the main thing here, ladies, is that you could still do it at any age, right? Yes. Yes. Still go back. Um, And, and, you know, being, you know, being a nurse and especially now in this whole pandemic and, you know, we talked about the masks and how, you know, people are just, how we're just getting infected uh, without knowing anything. What's some, like, what's, what would be some of your advice to, to people listening? You know, now they have the, you know, they have the two vaccinations and they're going to, you know, and they're coming up with another one and people are very hesitant. And, but, you know, you know, we think it's important, you know, because you want to be, you know, safe. And I mean, what, how do you feel about that? Being a nurse, being right in there, like, how do you feel about um, these vaccinate vaccinations and, um, just, you know, how do you feel about that? So I don't really share the same viewpoints as um, a lot of healthcare leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, these Moderna and Pfizer vac- vaccines were developed very rapidly. Mm-hmm. Um, they are made with RNA. Um, traditional vaccines have always been made with DNA. Mm-hmm. So um, RNA is a single-stranded um it's RNA is single stranded and DNA is double stranded. Um, RNA sometimes doesn't replicate itself like DNA does. Mm. Um, so, um, you know, people, they have been trying to make RNA vaccines um, since 19, I believe 74. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they weren't successful, but they received a lot of funding because of this worldwide pandemic. So we don't know what the side effects are going to be. We know what we want. Everybody wants instant gratification. And the instant gratification right now is to stop wearing masks and be able to be with your family. And that's what this vaccine is doing. But what are the long-term side effects? We don't know. Yeah. But this is what we have right now. This is what we have right now is everybody's grasping at straws and, you know. Yeah, everybody's just really hopeful. Everybody's like, Mm -hmm. okay, great. This is a way for us to get back to the norm. We could, you know, go back, you know. And it's yeah. yeah, because even if you get vaccinated, I mean, I mean, that doesn't mean what that you're not you can't catch it. I mean, you could still catch it. Yes, you can. Just like any other so, virus. Yes, you can. You, know? you can still catch COVID. Um, the thing is, the vaccination is supposed to um, prevent you from having um, the mortal mm. the mortal effects right. um, and dying yeah. you know, or ending mm-hmm. up in the hospital with you know such serious consequences. Mm-hmm. Johnson and Johnson, the Johnson and Johnson vaccine is made the traditional way. Okay. It's made with DNA. So one it dose. is, it is, it is only one dose, but it is only, they said the efficacy of it is, I believe only 60 something percent where oh. Moderna and Pfizer are saying that theirs is like 90%. Oh. So people, you know, want the one that has um, the better protection. Mm-hmm. But as I said, Pfizer and Moderna are made with RNA. Right. 
So they're made the non-traditional way. Mm-hmm. We don't know the effects yet. And Johnson & Johnson is made the traditional way with DNA, like all vaccines are made. Right. Okay. Like, what's your preference? <laughs> um, so my preference um, would be um, Johnson & Johnson's mm-hmm. because it's, it is made with DNA, but we still don't know the side effects yet. Because are normally tested on animals for a long I time. See. So that's yeah. what I was going to ask. They that's the difference. That, they didn't have that time to do that. Right. You know, um, they, they did test it on an animal. I don't, I think it was a pig. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it was really quickly. They developed this vaccine in like four months. Okay. You know, it was really quick that it was developed. So, I mean, it's scary. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen, but it's also scary to get COVID and die. You do not know how it's going to affect, affect you. you because this is an opportunistic virus that, will affect anything in your body that was a problem before. Like yeah. I always had a problem with my back. Mm. So that's how I got affected. You know, other people who are asthmatic, it's going to affect their lungs. Oh, yeah. You know, it's an opportunistic virus mm-hmm. and you don't know how you are going to be affected. So, you know, it's a catch 22. Yeah, I know. Get right. The vaccine <laughs> and, and, you know, suffer the consequences of what can happen in a few years or, do you not get the vaccine and get the virus? And then you know that you have a chance of death. Yeah. Yeah. I have one more question for you. So how do you want to be remembered? Like, not just when you die, but right now, when people meet you and they meet Faith, how do you want, what do you want people to remember of you? And how do you want to be remembered by others? Um, I want to be remembered as being positive, mm-hmm. <clears throat> being an inspiration, um, that's how I want to be remembered. I don't want to be remembered as being, you know, a Debbie Downer. Right. And I, and you know, they're going to see, yeah, I remember, I remember that doctor. She was awesome. She always helped me. She took care of me. <laughs> right. And aside from your friends and family, of course, but. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. God. You're doing a great yeah. job. Like, and I can tell you, we met, you know, a while back and I've seen you, we have interactions a few times and you're a happy, positive person. I remember always smiling, big and smile, yours. having a good <laughs> fun. Yeah. yeah. Being the life of the party. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've, 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 you've been through a lot and look at you, you know, and here you are today. A true inspiration. A true inspiration. Yes. Oh, we said it at the same time. <laughs> what do you say? Jean Poke, you owe me a Coke. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I haven't heard that one for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but I can tell you, after this conversation, so I went back to school last year in January for my master's. And then the pandemic hit in March, and I was losing my mind at home. I was like, I can't do this. You know, everybody's <laughs> at home. I can't yeah. study. So I quit. You know, I took one class and then I passed, but then I'm like, I am not signing up for the summer until I figure out what's going on with this pandemic. You didn't quit. You put it on hold. I put it on hold, (laughs) but I am going to tell you, I was like, you know what, man, I don't know if I'm going to go back again. It was just a lot. But after having this conversation (laughs) with you, I'm like, you know what? I really need to go back. Like I really do. We all go through hard times, but we make it we make it work one way or another. We always find a way and I just I just need to get up from the couch and just go do it. See, and this is what these these this whole rise above series is about, right? Yep. You know, inspiring women's stories, 
inspiring each other, supporting each other. Yeah. You and know? it's like, we know what we need to do, but sometimes we forget <sighs> or we don't have the inspiration, yes. or the motivation, like going to the gym. Oh, gosh. We know we have to go, but Faithy, do you want to go with us to the gym too? <laughs> So, <laughs> so this is, this is the thing. My 13 year old son, he can swim 80 legs. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm exhausted ever since having COVID. Like I am exhausted. So we went back to the, to swimming mm -hmm. and, um, he, I said, I think I'm only going to be able to do five laps. And he said, you can do whatever you're going to set your mind to right now. Mm, wow. if, you t if you set your mind to, Five laps, you're only going to do five laps. Uh-oh. He said, it's calling you there should, you should, yes, he said you shouldn't have a limit. He said, if you can swim, he said, why don't you make your goal 10 laps? And I said, there's no way. I, I, I can't even, like, do anything without getting so tired. And he said, mom, you have to set your mind to it, and you will do it. Wow. Well, look at that. So, so I said, okay, and I set it to um, 12 laps, uh -uh. and I did the 12 laps. There you go. Amazing. And I just couldn't believe it because, <laughs> you know, when I first started going with him, I hadn't swam in so long. I only could do four laps when I first started before COVID. It, and, oh, wow. and then, you know, he's, he, he's my inspiration. He's 13 years old and, um, he led by example. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he has this guy that he watches who is this crazy, um, workout guy who lost like 200 uh -huh. pounds to get into the Marine. And so he watches this guy and, um, inspires that's why, him. Yes. Mm. And that's how he swam the 80 laps. So his goal is to swim 50 laps, but he swam 80. There we go. Wow. To, you know, to pass up his goal. I mean, his father is also his inspiration because his father always has worked out. Yeah never stopped working out like would get up you know yeah 30 in the morning yeah. to work and out. you know saw and that of course he sees that yeah. so he sees that his father works out you know and he's inspired by that and then he watches this david doggins uh -huh. mm -hmm. you know and he's very inspired by the, david doggins doggins you said we're gonna have to look him up people i know <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty you gotta sure. look him up on youtube and um <laughs> he is very very um inspiring but i'm pretty sure she he got it from his mama <laughs> you yeah. know why because this <laughs> is this is uh <laughs> woman's history month faith so yeah it's all about the women <laughs> sorry dads <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean he inspires me you know yeah, he, yes. he inspires, yeah my yeah. son inspired me to go back of course we all need that inspiration swimming. yeah so you know like you know I just couldn't believe that I was able to go back and do the 12. And he said, mom, what is going to be your, what are you going to set your goal as? And I said, 20. And he said, no, mom, you're, wow. you are going to get up to 50. Oh, boy. And I said, I don't know how I'm going to do that. He said, you can do it within two months. Mm -hmm. So, so I, that's going to be my goal. At the so y, look at this. Yeah, ladies. So, what is your faith, goal? <laughs> what is yes. your goal? What's setting your goals, ladies? Faith is going to school, mm -hmm. full-time job. She's a mom. She's finishing her second master's, and she's swimming 50 laps we're a day. <laughs> uh, and, that sounds and we're going to check on her 
Just like we're going to check yes. on Marisa on her book. We're going to check on Faith to yep. make sure she's doing her laps. 50 plus laps, girl. Oh, my God. So, we're going to hold you accountable. Yeah. The day I swim those 50 laps, we are going to go out without masks. <laughs> okay, there you go. Well, hopefully this year. Yeah, hopefully that's, good. that's, that's the goal, ladies. See, there goes. It's so, always a goal. Everybody, if you're listening and you're uh, friends with Faith on social media, make sure you're holding her accountable to those 50 oh laps, please. We're going to be like 50, pressure. 50, 50. Oh, my God. I got to make it to these 50 laps for my kid. Hey, you're going to percolate? You're going to percolate? You got to do 50 laps. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, this has been great. I'm inspired. Um, and it was, I mean, you know, I've known Faith for years, but uh, you know, I've never known, you know, I never knew your story and it's awesome to hear and, and, and everything that you've done and what, you know, you're doing and you're going to continue to do, um, just thank you for, you know, for taking the time to be with us today and share your story with everybody else and being an inspiration. Oh, oh, definitely. You're so Well, I hope woman. I inspire somebody. And I hope maybe a teenager can hear this. Yes. Yes. And for the older adults, there's no there's no reason for you to not fulfill your goal. That's right. Follow your dreams. There's no such thing. If you say you're going to do it, then you will do it. If you say I want to, then it's you want to. But if you say I am going to, then you are going to. That's right. And if you feel like you can't, we're going to call Faithy Sun and have a motivate you. Yes. <laughs> Sit there and watch David Goggins' videos and drink wine yeah. while we watch David, David Goggins. David Goggins. We don't know who you are, David Goggins, but we're coming for you. We're, we're inspired <laughs> We're inspired already. <laughs> Listen, this man broke every toe on his feet <laughs> doing, a, doing a marathon, and he was back out there a month later. Doing you go. You go, David. That's dedication. <laughs> That's dedication. Again, I'll watch yes. him instead. I have, <laughs> I'll set some yes. other goals, but I'm going to check them out, people. I'll hand them the <laughs> snacks on the way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? That I was talking to my daughters about this. That's something that I want to put in my bucket list. I do want to do a mar- well, at least a half of that. That was on my first. bucket list. Yeah. Let's do it, Nicole. Let's do it. Let's do it, Nicole. Hey, let Faith. me just do a 5K, okay? Like, Set up a date for when we're gonna do the five k. Oh, really? Okay. Well, yes, let's do could, it. I mean, I mean, we'll have to find a competition, but why don't we just meet? do our own five k? Let's do a different access five k. Okay, there you and, go. And and we could do it virtual, and we'll find the time, but we'll all do make sure oh, that we, we do, do it, it together. Okay, so we do it or virtual or at the park. Mm-hmm. Listen, we've all had COVID, so we. And the, oh yeah, we've got. <laughs> <laughs> but anybody else that wants to join, it would be virtual. I think, you know, because the virtuals have it where, you know, okay, you're going to do a 5K and you find your way to do your, to, to reach those goals, to reach your, okay. your five or 3.5. So let's 5, do 5K. it by mm-hmm. the end of May. What do you think? Okay. So we have That's two it. months to train. <laughs> to train? You know, 5K, <laughs> you know, 5K isn't really you can that walk long. <laughs> But, you know, we're going to go baby by, steps. by time. Baby steps. Let's see who, yes. who's the fastest, though. Because it might. I'm a I'm fast walker. For like, yeah. So okay. we'll go by time. So we'll do a 5K by the end of May. And then we'll go from there. We'll set the next goal then. We're going to have to call my girl Monica out. I know you're listening, girl. Miss Runner. She's going to have to be our oh partner. Oh, my God. Yeah. And there you go. <laughs> 
He'll have to scrape me off the floor when everybody's trampling my body. That's okay. We're going to be there to pick you up, girl. Yeah, we'll be there to pick you up. You'd have to have a taco at the end of the fight. Oh, the taco 5K. There you go. Yeah. Oh, this has been fun. And yes, very it's been inspiring. a blast. Thank you, Thank Faye. you so much. Thank oh, you for taking welcome. the time to do this and also supporting us because this is showing your support for us. So it's greatly appreciated. My dogs didn't even act like jerks and fight each other during this. this See, they behaved. They got your back, girl. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody, thank you for listening in. You uh, Feel free to leave comments, suggestions uh, on any of our platforms or find us on Facebook and Instagram. Salud. Salud, everybody. Cheers. Bye, everybody. Bye.